Welcome back to another episode. In this one, we are talking about work-life integration and how burnout versus exhaustion and what's the difference? How family impacts work and life and it all goes together. And the difference between burnout and exhaustion. Stephanie and Tangela talk about the ambitious sacrifice of sleep and how it's not sustainable. And whenever you do this, you also sacrifice creativity. The important part is to pay attention to what's out of whack, what's making you go off, looking at your true alignment. What does your integration look like for you? Then weigh it out. How does it impact your physical, mental, spiritual career and more? It is more than creating just your zen. It is creating the life that you can live with full energy going forward. Intentional Power is a continuation of an ongoing dialogue between two friends, Tangela Johnson and Stephanie Crow. And now you. These dynamic, seasoned female leaders cover real topics that traverse the rich and sometimes bumpy adventure they call life. In sharing their experiences and perspectives, Tangela and Stephanie ask you to come along the ride with inspiration, laughter, and intentional power, as their goal is to move more leaders toward fulfilling their highest purpose, leveraging their interests and passions, making a difference in the world and monetizing their value. Welcome everybody. Thank you for joining us. Um, we hope you've you know sat in on a few of these other conversations. Um, you're going to see a lot of, you know, kind of intersection and points of continuity from uh, podcast to podcast. And, but if you're first, you know, if this is your first one, we're just really grateful for your time. And today, Tangela, I want you to um, share some really, really poignant stories about what you discovered working toward, we, we won't call it work-life balance because we don't yeah. feel like there really is balance. It's more about integration, kind of life mm-hmm. integration as you advance your career. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So that's a good point. I think, you know, particularly women, we're always seeking balance. And that's just like a myth that that doesn't work. It doesn't make any sense. And so what I think we have to figure out is, you know, you have burnout on one side of the coin and burnout is different from exhaustion. Right. So that's a distinction we need to make. Um, Burnout in and of itself is a misalignment of your energy. Does that make sense? So we all have so much capacity, so much energy. And when that energy is put towards things that don't bring you joy, that don't use your gifts properly, uh, that suck the life out of you, for lack of a better word, then we become burned out. So I I know I've mentioned the story before, but, you know, when I was, and this is terrible for me to say, but I'll just say it because we're just transparent. So you know, the very first job that I had was very difficult. It was a misalignment of my energy. And then the leadership for me wasn't great either. And so consequently, I was burned out a lot. And I worked very hard. I worked a lot of hours. And burnout looked like Sunday afternoon, usually, well, late Sunday afternoon, I get a headache. And then I didn't want to go to work on Monday. And sometimes, if we're being real honest, I call in sick. And then I would justify as I was sick (laughs) and I needed a mental health day. And so I just knew that that wasn't sustainable. Again, a misalignment of energy. Now, you know, I've been in business 22 years and in 22 years, I've only called in sick three times. Okay. Two of those times I was in the hospital. 
one of those times I almost died. Okay. So <laughs> that's the other extreme of the spectrum though, because I wasn't uh, burned out. I was exhausted because I did not regulate my self-care because the work that I do, I'm called to do. I love it. It brings me great joy, it energizes me, but I wasn't paying attention to what my body was telling me. Right. So I think those are kind of kind of three points we kind of have to really anchor and talk to people a lot about so they can understand what so we mean. The difference between burnout and just exhaustion, even though yeah. you're doing the right thing, you're living on purpose, yeah. aligned, you're still human. You still have limits. Yes. You can get exhausted. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I don't know when we talk about integration, you can, you can talk about what that means to you. Uh, for me, it means the whole family has to be integrated. Mm -hmm. You know, I remember my daughter, you know, and I've, I've, I, by the time I had her, I had already established my business. Right. And so I would shape my schedule around her schedule, her school schedule, uh, especially. So one day she tells me that she hates after school care. And I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry that you hate after school care. You know, <laughs> A, you don't have to go every day, right? And so I had the conversation with her. I said, honey, you're part of a team. I said, mommy has to do this. I don't ask that you go every day. So I need for you to stay at after school care. It was like one or two days a week. That is your contribution to this family, right? Your daddy travels, don't really have any local babysitter. So this is something we've got to work through. You know, and then later on, um, she would say she hated riding the bus home because we would take her to school. I said, well, here's the deal. We will take you to school in the morning so you don't have to ride the bus in the morning. But some afternoons, you're going to have to ride the bus home. All right. So integration is holistic. Sometimes and I think women, especially, we're trying to juggle 300 things without asking for help. And we need help. It takes all of us to make this world move forward. Sometimes you may need to ask your boss. You may just need to say, hey, you know what? I've got to take a day off this week because I have so many things going on. So that exhaustion can even come into play when you're doing things that, that you love doing, taking care of your family, you know. As you're, as you're talking about the story and example with Kaylor, um, it's it's a very rich example. I, I realized growing up in the military, growing up um, – led by a Marine Corps commanding officer, the, the culture of the Marine Corps and the culture of our family was one of sacrifice. Yeah. Like, I sacrifice. We sacrificed every time we moved because we had to say goodbye to friends. And it was, it was just, it was almost like um, the Marine Corps mindset is sacrificial. So what's, what I see with women is we tend to be more sacrificial. Yeah. We're the first to sacrifice. And I just love your example in managing holistically there are some things as women and as leaders, we've got to be true to ourselves and learn mm -hmm. when not to sacrifice. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And what and what's worth sacrificing, you know? All right. And so I think, but I, I do think to your point, life is filled with sacrifice at different times. That's why that balance thing doesn't really work because you're not asked to sacrifice every day. <clears throat> you know, you're not asked to sacrifice necessarily every hour, but there are points where you will have to sacrifice 
in order to build. So you may have to learn something. You may have to go to college. You may have to take a certification of some sort. So there's sacrifice involved in that wholeness. But you got you have to look at the big picture, not just one little part of it. And I think we do people a disservice when we talk about work-life balance. You know, I don't I don't think that's I just don't think it's realistic. I don't. So when we first met, it wasn't very long into our friendship. I remember you saying, you're a high energy person. Like mm-hmm. I, you, you were just noting kind of the way I operate. And mm-hmm. I've always been really athletic and just it's been go, go, go. So I'm probably that great example of somebody who does naturally have a high energy level, mm-hmm. which is an asset, an advantage. But what I found was that I had such unrealistic expectations because of that. And if I lean into everything that I love to do, there's just not enough hours in the day. So so that's funny because I'm not a high energy person. I'm a low energy. <laughs> and that's true. People don't think that about me. My family, they understand it. I am a low energy girl, right? I love high energy people. They are amazing. That was one of the things that attracted me to you, but I'm not. Since I'm not, right, I have to really manage my energy or I won't be effective. I won't be able to get things done. And it used to bother me that I was low energy. Um, but now, you know, that's just kind of how I'm wired. That's how uh, I was created. And so I have to roll with that. So for me, structure is super important because if I don't have structure, then I can't get things done. So for example, uh, I work out four days a week. I get up, I hate working out a, uh, but I do get up around five o'clock because I need that structure, that workout time as part of my meditation, uh, my self care, all of those things have to happen. I do try and carve out a Sabbath. And by Sabbath, I mean carving out time for rest during the week because I'm an introvert. So typically it's going to be Friday after two or, you know, if I can just sit, I never get to sit on the sofa and just veg, you know, watch Netflix or something. So all those that structure is important for me in order to manage my energy so I can have a well integrated life. And Tangela, this, you're touching on something because I recognized early on when we met that you were much better at saying no. Oh, heck yeah. Much better. And I was kind of like, well, where did you learn this? Like, I can't say no. And it's, it's hurting me. I'm, I'm not my best. I'm, you know, if you overcommit to too many things, you're not going to give any one of those things your best. So I was always super impressed with where you very naturally learned to say no. Um, and that helps you be more effective at the end of the day with where it is that you engage. Well, you know, to, to, to your point, I said no, cause I didn't have enough energy to say yes to everything. I mean, I'm just being honest. So if I didn't say, if I didn't say no, I wouldn't be able to do the things that are important to me. So the way I live now is I, I only spend energy on things that I value. I only spend time with people that um, I want to spend time with. Okay. So if Susie Q calls me, which people don't do that, but just as an example, if you have a friend that's calling you every other day and they're telling you their woes and you should be spending time with your child or your husband or your, your spouse, whatever, or you should be cooking dinner or you should be sleeping, you should be taking a nap and you can't say no, then that's a problem. You know, um, because we only have one, you know, we all have the same 24 hours. 
Time is a great equalizer. That is the one thing that we have the same amount of. And however you use it has a lot to do with the outcomes you'll get in your life. Tangela, I think society is starting to pay attention to the power of sleep. And maybe it was the Marine Corps and maybe it was just a societal expectation that uh, the ambitious sacrifice sleep. I, I was just groomed with it. Like the less sleep you got, it was almost a badge of honor. Mm-hmm. And I think it was in my forties that I woke up realizing it wasn't sustainable and it wasn't a badge of honor. And I felt terrible and I wasn't my, my best. And it mm-hmm. just, it felt um, ridiculous that we set that up as like some expectation. And exactly. I'm now, I'm now religious about my sleep. I really yeah. am. Yeah. I, I will tell you another thing we sacrifice is our creativity. So um, I remember going to Key West for one of our anniversaries. John and I have been married 28, going on 29 years, and uh, went to Hemingway's house. And uh, I remember going through the house and they were talking about, you know, his life. And they said he would get up early in the morning and he would write in the morning. And then in the afternoon, probably about two, he would go fishing. I thought I'd never forgotten that. I thought, oh, man, what a life, right? to carve out time in your life to create, right? Instead of just run, 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 we are all creative beings. You know, whether for you that's reading or painting or or just thinking or, you know, maybe you're a philosopher, I don't know what it is, but to literally carve out time in your life to create. Very powerful, very powerful. Love that. I did wake up at one point feeling like a machine. Yeah. And I was thinking, well, I'm successful. I'm doing all the things I'm supposed to be doing. Like I'm hyper productive, but I felt absolutely like it felt like my humanity even stripped out and you're touching it. It was, it was a lack of creative time. So to your point, you use the word successful success in and of itself is your ability or the process of unleashing your potential. Mm-hmm. So we put other, <laughs> things on success that success is not success at the end of the day is the process of unleashing unearthing your potential so if you think about it from that standpoint and you're not carving out time for you to do that you're not going to be as successful uh, in the conventional way as you could be because you're not giving yourself that space you know i want to add something that I don't feel we talk enough about, but um, I woke up again, you know, mid-career realizing that I was, you know, having glasses of wine to decompress at the end of the workday. And uh, it felt like it was a pretty common thing with my social set, like yeah. kind of high perform. And I, I'm, I'm going to, we're speaking a lot to women in this podcast. Right. I'm going to say, I started observing all of the high earning, very accomplished, um, really, you know, honorable women who were all decompressing the same way. And I felt terrible. So I just, I started making these incremental changes in my life, which included more sleep. I felt like, I felt like, you know, the, the alcohol was impacting my sleep. I'm sure it was. And it, it's, I would say to our audience to pay attention to that because sometimes mm-hmm. things are out of whack on a social set 
mm-hmm. that nobody's recognizing is out of whack. It becomes almost a norm. Yeah. But it could it could be hurting you and to get honest about it. Well, that's funny you should say that because um, just recently, it's just maybe been a, a couple of months, studies have shown that women are drinking more than ever. Absolutely. I, I saw yeah. it. This can't be healthy. And it's I don't think it's helping us feel good. Yep. Yeah. Someone famous and I won't call their name. They just came out and said, hey, been sober like four weeks and you wouldn't have guessed that this person was every day and they have small children. So they would just be like, you know, out of it. Um, So I think, again, these high, high standards that we have are so that we can't even fulfill ourselves. Right. Are ridiculous. You know, the other thing, and and you're you're a um, total financial guru. One of the things I remember you saying to me when we first met and we were going over my financial statement and it was such a compliment, but it took me a while to get there. You said, gosh, you guys really live a, I don't know how you put it, but a very uh, simple life. In other words, our budget was not huge. And we made- I see it. Like that is a superpower to see a family who- is is satisfied living a simple life. It really is powerful. And people probably wouldn't think that, you know, about us, but but we live on one income. We do. Um, but now we didn't start out that way. And I will tell you that financial stress can drive you to not have work-life balance and integration. And, and, you know, at certain points in your life, maybe when your kids are small, maybe you want to work less or work more. I don't really know. You have to kind of look at your whole life and figure that out. But you got to assess along the way to make sure you're integrating the right things. I love that you bring that up because um, I had experience, you know, in private banking where I was financing second homes and ranches and yachts and planes and I saw people who had millions and millions and millions uh, and they were just collecting these Mm -hmm. symbols of great success, super impressive. But I also saw how much it required, you know, and how like it was another piece of debt. It was another maintenance crew. It was another insurance policy. Like I just saw the complexity expand and then what a family has to do to maintain all of that. Right. And we know economic times are variable. And sometimes times are good and sometimes times aren't so good. So Mm -hmm. to your point, when I see a family that's been very intentional about, I call it financial simplicity and it's, it's not deprivation. I mean, it's, it's just, it's about being satisfied, being Mm -hmm. satisfied with less. Mm -hmm. That's when you know that um, you, you have a lot of options to flourish. So what would you, what would you, um, I guess, what advice would you give people who are trying to, not be burned out and not be exhausted. Yeah. What, what so you to them? Some of our other podcasts touch on alignment. So mm-hmm. you've got to be aligned with your purpose, with mm-hmm. your values, with your strengths. So you can visit a few of our other podcasts. Tangela is the guru mm-hmm. and helping people figure out if they are aligned and where their strengths are and what truly energizes them. Mm-hmm. That's not working. You're, you're going to run yourself down. Um, the other thing is when you are aligned, and you're leaning into your strengths and your purpose, you can still do too much and become right. exhausted. Right. And what I recognized, I think it was my late forties and now I'm in my fifties. I start thinking of myself as the infant that I brought into the world. So when I you know, was a young mom, I thought of my kids and I made sure they were on 
a sleep schedule and I made mm-hmm. sure they had nutrition. I made sure they were hydrated. Like mm-hmm. there's some really basic physical needs that we have as adults. We pay attention to them with children. Sometimes we forget them as adults. And sometimes I have to think of myself as what does that infant need? <laughs> well, that, sounds funny, that sounds funny. But yeah, but it's true. And you know this because, again, we have a birthday coming up, both of us, shortly. Quite frankly, the older you get, you don't have a whole lot of energy to waste. You don't. So uh, it is super important that you practice self-care. But on the flip side of that, if you've done your work along the decades, in theory, you should exponentially be more effective and more efficient because you've gained that wisdom, right, of how to live life. And so that's always been my uh, my push forward. The older I get, the better I should become and not not, you know, granted a knee might hurt or something like that. But but in theory, mentally, emotionally, relationship wise, all of those things with regard to my energy should be getting better as I get older. They should they should not be declining, even even though, yeah, our bodies decline. The other things should move up upward. Right. You should gain. You should get. He's my little owl here. My husband gave me. You should gain wisdom. <laughs> that you should gain wisdom as you progress in life. This is another podcast because I know we're running short on time with this discussion. And, and our friend Emily, who's putting our podcast together. Yeah. Great voice to weigh in. Um, several years ago, I got so serious about my health and I dropped the wine and. Mm-hmm. I started eating very clean. I, was I remember very regimented with my exercise. I've, for a variety of reasons, I've kind of come off that <laughs> wagon. But, but what I would say is that I had such an exquisite experience of mm-hmm. how heightened my energy and my clarity was mm-hmm. as the pounds were coming off. And it felt like every five pounds kind of like ushered me into a new level of performance, mm-hmm. almost right. like an athlete. And so um, that's that's another conversation. But do not est- underestimate the power of trimming um, to heighten energy because yeah. every five pounds, every additional five pounds is a drag. I mean, literally, yeah. it's, like, it's like putting more weight in your race car. And who wants to race with a bunch of weight in your trunk? <laughs> <laughs> Look, you're going to make me throw away my brownies. I was. Dang it! I was gonna have one, and now I'm maybe not. Maybe I won't throw up. Well, anyway. So to your point, the weight, whatever the weight is, literal weight, mental weight, emotional weight, is a slow drag that is counterproductive to you being well integrated in your life. And so I want, I really want to say to people, just continue to ponder what integration looks like for you. My daughter is now an adult and that integration, me challenging her to, Hey, be supportive here in this area. Uh, now she's learning to adult and to manage her own life. And she sees how sometimes she has to make sacrifices, right. To get the things that she wants and needs to be whole. Um, but look at your whole picture. You can get there. And if you're looking for a Zen moment, you're going to have to create it. It's just not going to come automatically. You're going to have to reflect and create that time in your life. Tangela, what, as you're talking about Kaylor, something I'm thinking of is 
And it's not just about you. There's some habits that I learned from my mother and my mother's Mm -hmm. mother that were passed down. It was intergenerational learning. Right. That wasn't necessarily healthy. And as I think about leaders and what leaders do every day and those micro moments and those micro decisions, it's good to do this for yourself, but you're also influencing the people around. Mm -hmm. And as a leader, as you rise up an organization, if you're not, if you're neglecting your health, you are modeling something that you really don't want the other people around to, you know, copy or model. So Taylor's learning from you because you're committed and you want to show what healthy leadership is. And long after you're gone, long Mm -hmm. after you're on the earth, you want to leave behind, you know, those, those happy, healthy habits. Yeah. I, you know, and thank you for saying that because I, uh, none of that's easy. All of that is about process and commitment. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, one thing that I want people to take away that there is great reward in the pursuit of a well-integrated life, mm. but you have to pursue it. It's not going to be automatic. It's not. You're going to have to learn to say no to things that do not move you forward. And then you're going to have to learn to say yes and no. It's give yourself the grace to say yes to those things that are important to you attending your child's football game or, or, you know, whatever music lesson or whatever the case may be, or just being quiet, right? Not eating a brownie, but just being quiet. Uh, (laughs) But whatever, you know, going to a concert when we're back to normal, but whatever brings you that wholeness, that feeling of peace, because work-life integration is, is there's a peace that's foundational to achieving that. So and this, yeah. will, we'll talk about this in another podcast, but those moments do not have to be expensive. I think what I find in financial worlds is people spend money to compensate for something. Right. And as you're talking about self-care, uh, it, it doesn't have to break the bank. It can mm-hmm. be really joyful, very affordable, easy ways. And, and when you do it well, you realize that you probably aren't draining money the way that you used to. So so, I'm so grateful you shared your stories. And this is such, I think this will be probably an ongoing conversation for us in the podcast. I agree. I agree. Hey guys, thank you so much for joining us. Um, We really appreciate, we don't take your, your time and energy listening to us for granted. We're so grateful and we love, love, love spending time with you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Intentional Power with Tangela Johnson and Stephanie Crow. If this touched you in any way, we do want to ask you to like, subscribe, and share with your friends as our goal is to continue to move more leaders toward fulfilling their highest purpose, leveraging their interests and passions, making a difference in the world, and monetizing their value in.